Is Corey Davis a must start in week five? And should you seriously consider benching and even dropping Allen Robinson? All that and more this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuke, joined as always by my beautiful co host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give me a follow at FFBallBlast. And don't forget, hit that subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. Do not miss out on an episode. I'm begging you, hit that subscribe button so that you can build the ultimate dynasty team along with us and check us out on YouTube. Don't don't forget that. Give us a little thumbs up sees and uh, enjoy those wins in your fantasy leagues. Marcus, I don't, you know, I, I just actually I'm going to I'm going to scrap that call to action because we're just going to cancel football the rest of season, I think, after week five Thursday night football. What are your thoughts? Uh, that was the worst primetime game I think I've ever seen in my life. But if you are like me and you enjoy watching bad football and you're going to watch every single second of it, uh, congratulations. We get the Broncos again next week at primetime <laughs> on Monday night football. And then the following week, we get uh, the Commanders and Titans Thursday. Can't wait, Kate. Can't wait. Marcus. That's why... There's not going to be enough coffee in the world today to keep me awake. It's, it was a rough night. Yeah, I, I think we all lost sleep after that one. I just, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Marcus, um, that I've ever seen such bad football. I don't know that I've ever seen two teams who really thought that they were about to answer their question at quarterback. Like, it, it seemed like they thought this was going to be a lock that uh, Russell Wilson was the last missing piece that Matt Ryan could be the last missing piece. But it turns out that they just traded away a third-round pick uh, for the Colts and, and you know, made a lateral move for Carson Wentz, who somehow washed more Carson Wentz. Had, like, uh, these teams are a disaster. Let, let's start with Ross. What was the worst part of the night for you for Russell Wilson? I mean, it's got to be the the – the last play of the game, Marcus. Um, right? You know what? I don't know. There were so many bad moments, right? I, there, there was there was the interception in the end zone that quite nearly sent Richard Sherman to the like to the I, mental hospital. I, I get it because they were up by three at that point in field goal range. All they need to do is just hold on to the ball, kick a field goal, and they win that game because there is no way the Colts are scoring a touchdown. Nope. Um, like that. That was a bad moment, um, but I mean the, the uh, who was it? KJ Hamler, uh, literally. <laughs> yep, in the last play of the game. Yep, last op- last play of the game, wide open. But Russell Wilson was very much um, like determined as hell to throw the yep. ball uh, to. I think it was Cortland Sutton. Like I, I, there was no read there. It was just a gut check reaction for Russell Wilson, and it's not. 
we're not seeing Russell Wilson do Russell Wilson things, but I will also say Marcus that this team is not making plays no, for Russell no. Wilson the way that we saw Tyler Lockett and DK, DK Metcalf. Mac, yeah. Like I, I agree, and that's that's the biggest takeaway for me is Russell Wilson was bad. Um, actually, the worst moment was in the press conference yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but I didn't. He, he left his jersey and all this stuff on like forty five minutes after the game. And did the press conference. And as he was leaving the end of the press conference, he said, Broncos country, let's ride. <gasps> no. Yeah. yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, but the, the problem is, like, Portland Sutton, 5 for 74. I mean, it's whatever, right? But it's everybody else. Jerry Judy was 3 for 53. But until going into overtime, Kate, he had one catch. One catch in this game. Um, KJ Handler, one catch for 10 yards. Alberto, one catch for 5 yards. Like, everybody has... From a fantasy, you know, perspective, regressed compared to what they had last year with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. It's unbelievable how how little Russell Wilson has been able to elevate these guys. In fact, he's actually he's actually decreased their fantasy value. It's insane. And like Marcus, I'm not sure like what to make of this entire team until we get Nathaniel Hackett the hell out of Denver. I just like get him as far away from this team as possible. I think actually like in that moment when they were like driving towards the end of the game, I, they looked good. They were moving quickly. They had some tempo like they, but that's not like the kind of offense that Nathaniel Hackett seems to want to run, but that was their best shining moment of the game was when they were, they were moving more quickly and, but that again, I think Nathaniel Hackett is a barrier there. Get a coach that wants to play with some tempo, and get get a coach that wants to play, and get Russell Wilson. Like, I don't. He he still feels like, but he still like <laughs> Russell Wilson to me. Like, still feels like the second option on this team somehow. I don't know. It just let, this let is me... a weird team. This is weird vibes. Let, let me ask you this before we start talking about this upcoming week. Who is more um, redeemable? Like, who who can you save, Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Yeah, and I agree. Like, I, I still think Frank Reich is a pretty good coach. I just think Matt Ryan's cooked it, especially with that offensive line. Like, the offensive line is bad. I feel like if the, the Broncos can get the right coach in there, and it's certainly not Nathaniel Hackett, Maybe he can be revived a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we've seen some bad coaches before the league, uh, Jim Tom Sula, Freddie Kitchens, um, Nathaniel Hackett's up there. Nathaniel Hackett is up there and I just don't, you went all in to get your franchise quarterback in Russell Wilson. And I don't know why the Broncos would really be wasting much time any nope. longer, figure uh, it, like yep. figure it out at head coach because I do think that Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. Like you might have to sort of, you know, dig through the weeds sure, a little you bit. Really like, squint to see that, <laughs> you had to really squint. And when you do uh, finally get Russell Wilson into the focus, he's like eating burritos and it's really cringy. But like, I do think that there is like value there for Russell Wilson. Now from a dynasty perspective real quick, because oh. that is why we are here. Um, not just to poop on this <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible matchup, but 
Marcus, like Russell Wilson, not great for fantasy at this no. point. But no. again, switch out a head coach maybe that can uh, get a little bit, get a little bit more oomph going for this offense. Are you willing to target Russell Wilson in a trade right now? No. <laughs> No, I mean, we know he's going to be in Denver for the foreseeable future. I just posted a tweet that his cap hit in 2028 is $54.5 Uh So he's going to be there for a while. But no, I, I I feel like this is a sinking ship that I want to get off of right now. And listen, I know you're going to be selling low if you try to trade him right now, but I don't care. I, honestly, I don't care because he's he hasn't given you any startable weeks so far. I don't see things changing anytime soon. He's a short quarterback who is losing his athleticism. I, I, I just want out. I want out. He he actually finally showed some legs yesterday um, on, on Thursday Night Football. Like, had a couple of, of nice runs. Like, maybe if we pepper a few more in. I'm not, I'm not totally out on Russell Wilson yeah. just yet. But, again, I get it. I 100% get it. But we I'm have the just... quarterbacks who are being, like, drafted and ranked next to him. I, I've oh, got him right can. here. here. We can, I, yeah. Because it's, it's, I mean, to me, this is obvious. So Russell Wilson going into the month was ranked as QB 11. Okay, you're you're going to have a hard time convincing me to take some court, some of these quarterbacks not over him. Um, Deshaun Watson, give me Watson. Trey Lance, give me Lance, even after the injury. Field, Stafford, Rodgers, Tua, Derek Carr, Zach Wilson, Kirk Cousins. I'm taking all those guys over Russell Wilson. Uh Okay. Um, Can you pick it? No. Have some I'll respect for yourself. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't do it, Kate. Okay. No, but I think, um, like, there is a line that I I need to draw for myself. Like Zach Wilson. I like. I I. This comes back to me believing that Russell Wilson is a better quarterback. Like we've seen it. We know he's a better quarterback. His confidence is low. His like his chemistry with the team is low. He's with a bad coach, but those are things you can redeem. He's still with two very very talented wide receivers in uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I do think Jerry Judy has not looked no. fantastic either, but um, I like I still think that the assets are there for a. a, a productive fantasy quarterback. Like you bring up Trey Lance, like we what is Trey Lance's career going to look like at this point? I don't like, care. We have I, no I, I'll, idea. Take the, I'll take the chance. I will okay. take the, the chance. Um, all right. We, uh, we've got to move on and start talking about some other players here in week five. But before we do that, we want to tell you about simply safe. All right. Here's a sports analogy for you. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. Oh, geez. We're talking about the end zone after Bron- Broncos Colts, but oh well. <sighs> uh, you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. That's why we use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Uh, it's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so that you know your home is always safe. With the professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment a threat is detected. And they dispatch police or first responders in emergency, even if you're not home or you can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. They have smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, not when just some 
animal walks by your house, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, Kate, who is in for a make or break week here in week five? All right, so this is a player that we're probably not even going to uh, see in week five. I'm like 900% sure that we won't, but I want to talk about Kadarius Tony. Uh, and this is just a. This is the most depressing podcast we've ever done together. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, like, just a disaster for Kadarius Tony. I think this is a make or break point in his career. Former first round pick. Kadarius Tony now tweaks his hamstring. He doesn't even make the trip to London, Marcus, which, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like we saw, uh, who was it a, a couple weeks ago that didn't make the trip? Oh my gosh, my, my brain is broken. Um, and then showed up to the game. Like we, we, I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to be on a plane to London um, anytime soon, right? Like he's not no, going to, no, he's not, he's, he's not, not traveling. He's not traveling. So I, I think like we have to uh, basically rule him out at this point. Now he's got a hamstring issue. What do we do with Kadarius Tony? Because he may be the one receiver who everybody is so all in on in terms of talent, but he is to this point been probably the worst asset, uh, yep. like in terms of health, in terms of, weird issues like the cleat is like Kadarius Tony isn't a make or break point in his career not just for your fantasy rosters but like what do you do with Kadarius Tony you just I guess hold him uh are you buying low the upside's there no I'm probably not um it does feel like we are getting to the point where the Giants are going to consider just moving on right he, and they he, were already there. Like they were already, already having this conversation last year. It's just it's just to the point where he can't stay healthy. He can't even get through like a practice without getting hurt. Um, we should remember that this front office, this coaching staff, did not draft him in the first round, uh, kind of as you mentioned. So I wouldn't be surprised, Kate, if it's this at the trade deadline or this offseason, he gets flipped to a team like the Chiefs or Baltimore. Some, some team that needs a little bit more speed on their offense for a late round pick. And that team adjusts expectations and they just think of them as a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, and not as a first round receiver. I, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm out. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely out. And it, it hurts. It hurts. My it hurts because he's talented. We know that he is like super dynamic with the football in his hands. Like he could be an awesome player if he was able to stay healthy. It was if he was a little bit more committed to, to learning the playbook, but that just hasn't been the case. And I think he's always going to be one of those players that we're wondering about. Yeah, uh, super, super, super unfortunate. Yep. All right. Uh, next one, Allen Robinson. We were having a little um, discussion before the show about what do you do with Allen Robinson. He's been absolutely dreadful this season. Twenty four points. Uh, PPR points through four games. Um, Kate, if he puts up another stinker, let's say a two for 13 game, 
Do you even think about dropping him if you're in a dynasty league with short benches? And uh, because I, I, I just don't see it happening with him anytime soon. Um, I mean, I, I still think you make the move to try to trade him and get something back. Cause I do think that Marcus, like we're still talking about Allen Robinson, who's been like super, super, super disappointing. But I also think that like, let's, let's not forget. He still has name value. Like, Am I saying he should be in your starting lineup? Absolutely not. But I'm saying he has enough name value that don't don't straight drop him. Let's let's test the market. I still think he's worth a stash. Although, like I will say, uh, the it, the uh, like response from Sean McVay when asked about like getting Allen Robinson involved, he's like, I mean, that's kind of like out of our control. Like, no, it isn't your control. Like design some plays to get the ball in Allen Robinson's hands. Like you're the coach coach. Like it was just, it was weird. I, I don't know, Marcus. I just, I I'm, I'm still in on Allen Robinson, but like, I'm totally out. I, I just think he's a stash. I don't think he's a buy. I think you just hold him. If you have him, you hold him, and you either wait for an injury. You wait for something to change. You wait for his role in the offense to get bigger. You wait for Stafford to maybe get healthier. I, I get it. I, I just, I'm shopping him right now, and if I can't get any takers, I'm thinking about dropping him outright and picking up somebody who is actually helping me right now. Especially again, I'm in a couple dynasty leagues, Kate, where the benches are only like five or six bench spots, which makes it really, really hard. Where you can't really afford to to stash guys that aren't producing and that are you know kind of past the apex of their career. I want to hear from from our listeners. What do you guys do with Allen Robinson? Are you holding? Are you stashing? Are you selling? Uh, let us know. Anybody else uh, from Week Five that you're kind of keeping an eye on? I want to keep an eye on Jared Goff, Marcus, Ooh. who's like one. He's the only quarterback actually in the NFL who's thrown for four more touchdowns in two of the four first weeks of the season. I he's playing well. Like we talked about, you know, this this whole like these quarterbacks who we thought were going to make an impact. Like the Rams thought that Matthew Stafford was going to be their impact and he was. But it's kind of interesting that in the second season of this trade, Jared Goff actually looks like the better quarterback. I mean, uh, he top- is right now. There's not even a debate, right? I I no, I, I don't think there is. He's playing as the better quarterback. This is literally the top offense in the yeah. NFL, which is like absolutely insane in points per game and yards per game. Like, I'm kind of curious. Is can that we see Jared Goff keep this up? Uh, we're we're gonna have a matchup against the Patriots this week, which uh, is you know defensively uh, one of the tougher matchups, but I feel like we're going to learn a lot in this game because I don't know if Amon Ross St. Brown is going to play. I don't think DeAndre Swift is going to play, and we know New England has a good defense, right? Like it didn't matter last week though, which is the, the craziest part. I, I I think this is a tough one because it's at New England, I believe, against a defense that's really fundamentally sound. Not a lot of big names, but just fundamentally sound. If Jared Goff can go into New England and put up big numbers, I'll, I'll be convinced. Like, because they're not, you're not going to really play very many defenses better than that all season long. I, He's I agree a top with you. five fantasy quarterback right now. Like, I, literally a top I, five fantasy quarterback. Absolutely. I, I agree with I'm, you. 
I'm really wondering, is this the the week? And let's talk about another quarterback who's playing really well right now, Geno Smith. Yeah, um, same thing. We've got a matchup. Uh, he's also on the road this week going up against the New Orleans Saints. And I think that everybody, like if you if you called this kind of performance for Geno Smith, your name was probably Geno Smith. And that was it. Like that was the only. Uh, maybe Pete Carroll. I I don't even know if Pete Carroll expected all of this, but I mean he's playing at a super uh, a super high caliber right now, uh, in especially in comparison to what you actually expected. But like Marcus, let me let me tell you. So I am in a keeper league uh, where we do a supplemental draft, and there's no waivers. But I just had to make a decision in my league, uh, do I want to keep Matthew Stafford? Because he's literally, I think in that league, like the quarterback 24, like literally shooting me in the foot. And I did drop him, Marcus. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I dropped him for? Jerry Goff. Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Uh, Geno Smith. And I actually, like, that's that's what's crazy, Marcus, is I feel better about Geno Smith as my quarterback right now. Um, obviously Geno Smith's not going to be my keeper, but, uh, two passing touchdowns in three of his four games, uh, 300 passing yards in each of his last two, he's completing, you know, passes at a 77% clip. Like he's not, he's not doing too bad. So like, I, I just want to say like, maybe Geno Smith is maybe Geno Smith is that perfect addition for you in these like two quarterback leagues. Um, cause you probably have to sneeze and present like your tissue to the owner and they would take that as a swap. All right. Let's tell you guys about bet online. Betonline.net is the number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you find. And as always, bet online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores. For every sport out there, it is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Kate, let's uh, run through promotion commotion before we head out. Who are a couple players that you are going to promote from your bench into your starting lineup? All right. So Marcus, I want to talk uh, quickly about Mark Ingram, who's not like the deepest bench stash in the world, but um, didn't really do much for your fantasy teams last week when uh, during the great Alvin Kamara kerfuffle of 2022. But Mm -hmm. uh, last week had 10 carries, 30 yards, three catches, 13 receiving yards. So just not fantastic, but I am looking to potentially start him this week uh, and give him another try against the Seattle Seahawks defense who mm-hmm. uh, up against the run are, are really just getting gashed from a fantasy perspective. Um, fourth most fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. I think that regardless of even Alvin Kamara's status, we might be able to see some production out of Mark Ingram and, that's me giving you the vote of confidence to promote him back up. Even if he got burned last week. I love it. Uh, for me, it's Corey Davis. Um, I, I saw yeah. enough for him last week against the Steelers, five catches, 74 yards and a touchdown to have me convinced on any key play in that game 
third downs. There was a fourth and seven. That was the guy that Zach Wilson was looking to throw to. And I think it's because they were using him not not really in the slot, but on a lot of routes that were coming across the middle of the field. And I just think Zach Wilson likes his size and his ability to to go up and make plays in the football. So against the Dolphins this week, who are likely going to be without Xavier Howard or going to be without Byron Jones, he's probably going to get the third corner on the Colts. Yeah, give me give me Corey Davis this week. I I really love that. I think that honestly, like we talk about, uh, you know, uh, quarterbacks sort of locking in on a receiver. I do feel like Corey Davis is this comfort zone for Zach mm-hmm. Wilson. And as long as Zach Wilson is a quarterback uh, for the New York Jets, I think that Corey Davis has some upside. And uh, again, not not a sexy name based on the way we've gotten burned in the past, but. I, I still think uh, there's there's lots of opportunity there. I want to move over to the the Tennessee Titans, Marcus, mm. who they get the Washington Commanders, who are just getting gashed through the air, um, just absolutely being obliterated by opposing wide receivers, um, allowing the second most fantasy points to the wide receiver position in the league. And Marcus, a lot of that's coming from touchdowns. You get a touchdown. You yep. get a touchdown. Yep. You like. It's literally a free for all. So let's talk about Nick Westbrook Akeen, who's ranked second in the team in offensive snaps right now uh, at the wide receiver position for the Titans. Traylon Burks, uh, you know, banged up. Don't know what what he's going to be, uh, you know, potentially offering or not. Um, I, I think that has he been ruled out? Has he been officially ruled out? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. So like we're we're not going to see Traylon Burks. Um, give me Nick Westbrook Akeen, who I think is going to see, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he leads this team in targets this week and has a really nice day against this Washington secondary. I, I, I'm there with you. I, I normally give you a really gross one every week. Um, I don't have one this week. I, I wish I did. Marcus. I, I mean, do you, do you want Don't be re- so hard on yourself. All right, fine, fine. I'll give you a gross one. David Sills. Uh, for the New York Giants. Listen, if you are a <laughs> if you are a degenerate and you are up early watching the London game, uh, and you're watching a broken down Daniel Jones go up against the best pass defense maybe in the NFL in the Packers, why not start David Sills as he's like one of the three healthy receivers uh, for the Giants this year? Only ten targets on the season. Wouldn't be surprised if he leads the team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns here in Week Five. There you go. There's That's your the gross play of the week. That's the grossness I want when I come to this Friday show, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so there you go. Um, actually, let me let me rephrase that. He's one of two healthy receivers because I just got <laughs> word that Wandale Robinson uh, has been ruled out for week uh, five. So oh. no Kadarius Tony, no Wandale Robinson, no Sterling Shepard, no Kenny Galladay. It's David Sills time in London. That's the grossest sentence I've ever heard. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. 
all the same places that you download the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. Follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll be back Monday to break down all the awesome action from week five. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys next time.